Greetings, game lovers. Do you consume a lot of caffeine when you're farming for loot or grinding XP? I myself often have way too much coffee, and lately I've been replacing a cup with Liquid IV's Yuzu Pineapple Flavored Energy Multiplier. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and five essential vitamins C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WITHPUNISH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code WITHPUNISH at liquidiv.com. Alright, I'm not going to scream, but I'll come back! That's how I want to start the episode. Oh, that's what you did. Okay, yeah. that would have been, sure. I think yeah. we did that last time there was a Mortal Kombat we, game that came We out. probably did. I don't know if we did, but it, it seems like that was so long ago. 2019? Is it 19? Uh, 2015 was MKX. No, right, it would have been like 19. And they're on a two-year, like yeah. two years later is Injustice, and then two years after that is... Yeah. Is, is, so it's... 19, 19 sounds right. 18 or 19, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I guess we'll... We'll be talking about the new Mortal Kombat in this episode. Spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to put it at the end because that's the hotness. New hotness. Yeah. Well, I got some real... I got some good new hotness. Is this going to uh, be a beefy episode? Potentially. So let's let's get let's it going. Jump this right is into the it. Whiff Punish. What? So let's jump right into it. Yeah. This is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave. The, and, uh, uh, the president of the Street Fighter Dads Club. Yeah, I of which, which Nick is, is not a member. <laughs> well, no, I am a member now. I'm in it, but it doesn't make any. I'm a dog dad, I guess. <laughs> that works. Maybe, maybe then the only other person that was a dad doesn't play it. Maybe anymore. the reason you're a dad is because you're sunning people on Street Fighter Six. Sunning people. So you know what's annoying today? Real quick, like I was doing really well today mm-hmm. after work. And I was just trying getting a few matches in. I actually wanted to play Mortal Kombat, but it needed to update, so I couldn't when I went to do it. And Steam always updates their servers on Tuesdays, yeah, at like six to seven Eastern. And time. Everybody was getting servers updated, so you were just having all kind of bad problems on online. No, it was actually fine. It was just that I was on a roll, and then in the middle of my like Hot winning streak. streak yeah, like it. Yeah, so I had to stop playing, and that was really frustrating because I was like, I hadn't lost, like at all. Hot streaking. Did you get to? Yeah. Pl- did you get to diamond? Not yet. No, I keep um, I keep bouncing back and forth between five and four, platinum five and four. <laughs> like I'll do, I'll do like really well, and then I'll just lose all of it and go back to platinum four. <laughs> So I haven't been all ranked in a hot minute. Yeah. I've slowed down for sure in general. Well, I have slowed down a little bit too. I was having wrist problems. So I was trying to give it a break a little bit. So yeah. I don't continue to have wrist problems. So I played Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And I also played Norco. Oh, nice. 
and uh, and then we'll talk about Mortal Kombat. So that's what I got in the tank. We said it's going to be a beefy episode. What's another yeah. metaphor that we can use instead chunky. of a chunky, chunky, yeah, chunky, uh, um, R- rich, uh, nah, rich, <laughs> nah, engorged, engorged. <laughs> that doesn't. That, no, it needs to make sense. <laughs> The reason I say that is because I remember we had an episode a long time ago, and I was making the meat jokes about the episode being long, so I was like trying to come up with something uh, else. Yeah, I'm struggling here. It's it's after dinner. I'm tired. I can't I can't really think on my toes right now for uh, synonyms. Okay, well, but, it's, um, it's a synonym to a meaty episode. What do you got? What do you What do you played? I got uh, I played and beat. And continued playing Armored Core Six I thought, I was gonna in the say last Baldur's month. Gate Three, and also I did start Baldur's Gate Three, but I am like nowhere in it. But I've played it enough to definitely talk about it. Um, I checked out F Zero Ninety Nine. Nice. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about Mortal Kombat. Is it cool? Too. I've always wanted another F Zero game, not in that kind of game. We can talk about that real quick. I think. Um. So, yeah, F-099 just came out, like, as of this recording, I think a couple days ago or a week ago or something. I think the F-0 thing, how do we not have, like, a modern high-speed, like, space car? They haven't made a Wipeout in a while. Wipeout was definitely the similar thing. I remember there was like um, an off-brand one on the Switch that came out like not too long ago to like very yeah. little very little fanfare and Yeah. I just think that I'm, like I know what you're talking about but I don't remember what it was. They could do like a whole thing with pilots and and mm-hmm. like why why are we not I don't, I don't understand why we don't have that. I could totally see Nintendo holding the F0 property for like maybe the next Switch. Like, maybe 99 is, like, a test bed kind of thing. Because mm. um, it has been a really long time. There hasn't been one since GameCube, I think. I have no idea. I Me neither, because I have no familiarity with the series literally at all. I've never played one. So they did the 99 thing that they've been doing, like, with Tetris and Mario. And there was a Pac-Man one that I totally forgot existed yeah. that is apparently getting delisted soon anyway. But the F-099 one is interesting initially, and then I quickly wasn't into it, like, at all. (laughs) Because it just feels like total chaos. Yeah. And not fun, kind of. So, they, in order to get 99 players in that game, and, and everybody start on equal footing, they added this, like starting grid where everybody's in a straight line horizontal line outside of the track and then everybody starts from that point and you just try and get to the track as fast (laughs) as possible which is really funny yeah it's hilarious but but i couldn't figure out how to get the initial boost it doesn't work like mario kart so like you'd see some people that just like go flying in front of you and i'm like what the hell you know we need to try the 99 racer mode of what riders republic I totally forgot that game existed. I mean, so, That's did I, the, so did I until you said the 99 
thing, and I was like, oh man, they had that mode in that game. It looks it's cool. that's like the extreme like cycling thing, right? It's or like extreme off-road. sports in general. You do can do snowboarding, oh. you can do mountain oh, okay. biking, you can do like skiing, you can do. Yeah, I wonder if that's still supported. It's a Ubisoft. 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 What do you say? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I'm sure the servers are still up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, I do love the gigantic player pool thing. I think that's really fun. But F Zero is that just nuts. Forza too. They have like large. They racer. did a battle royale for Forza. It was kind of cool. Yeah. 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 You couldn't really like do anything to anybody so it was just trying to be as fast as possible which sure you know you mean you couldn't fine. fire green shells at people no dang yeah what we really need is mario kart 99 there's not that would there's be... not 99 mario characters to put in in the game well if they just do it online they like there's not 99 f-zero characters there's four pilots you can they could take from. the whole smash roster and put them in carts yeah that's true they could but yeah, I uh, I played it a bit. All you essentially do is end up bashing into people constantly. Maybe you survive the race and actually finish it, but it's possible you just get banged around and hit into the walls and then you blow up. Did you win any? No, I only did. I only did probably like two or three actual ninety nine races because you have to do like four or five tutorial races first before yeah. they let you go online. Yeah. And and then they do a thing with this one where you have to build up tickets in order to play online. So like by playing you're building up like a experience bar and Every time you level up that experience bar, you get tickets. But I think there's probably a potential for you to have to do, like, offline only against AI races to build up tickets. And I think that's really lame. I don't really understand why they have that system Yeah, what, were they trying all. to sell you or something? Sell you things? I don't even think you, you can buy, buy them. I don't... Yeah, I, I don't... It, I didn't get it. I was like, wh- why? <laughs> why do that at all? But... Yeah, I played it a little bit and haven't touched it again because the racing just felt crazy and not in a good way, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It looks cool, kind of. I wish we had a modern FC. It's a good idea. Yeah, well, I I would definitely still say if you really want a modern F-Zero, like, the Wipeout games are still sweet as hell. What's the last Um, Wipeout game? There was a collection that came out on PS3 a while ago that was really good. Um, and then I want to say there was one on 4. But I don't remember what it's called. I didn't I didn't play it. But um, Wipeout's really cool. Wipeout's like Mario Kart. It's, it's just super crazy high fat, or high speed. And then you get, like, weapons. <laughs> nice. So... I have a real fondness for, uh, I think, Jet Moto Racing. Is that what it is? I remember Jet Moto. Jet for, Moto was, uh, was cool, PS1 yeah. one era, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Air bikes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. a pretty dead and buried series at this point. I there, haven't thought about that at all until you said it. I mean, 
Hold on, my dog is being a pain in the butt. Let me go get him. Entertain the audience with some uh, with some nope. meadow music. <laughs> F Zero, we need a new one. Jet Moto, we need a new one. Wipeout, <laughs> yeah. we need a new one. Let them battle. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I would be down for that. I love racing games, so. Except for the good one, Hot Wheels. Yeah, that's that's not a good one. <laughs> what do you what What do you want to talk about first? I would like to talk about Resident Evil Four. We haven't talked about that game at all. Yeah. Um, you did the episode with Larry. Yep. Um, and I have some opinions, and I want to hear yours. What do you? What do you? Did you love it? Oh, I loved it. Is it game yeah. of the year? No, definitely not. Um, is it? But I did love it. Is it the best Resident Evil game? Four's always been my favorite. Did yeah. you play eight this year too, or was that last year? I played that last year i played that two years ago now i played it like right after the year it came out okay um so yeah so i I thought four was great yeah so did i i think it's It's dated i think it's peak i think it's peak resident evil okay do you think that i i don't have it's hard for me to say only because I never completed one through... Well, technically, I, re, I replayed two and three. You know what? I have played more of them than I realized. You played them all. Um, Except for, you haven't played seven. You never played one. The other I never ones finished don't, one. The other ones don't never count. Never played zero. Well, Code Veronica apparently counts. People love Code Veronica. Yeah, but not but, in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Yes, I think four is... Peak, Resident The Evil. best, and it's my favorite. Yeah. So... Game was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I miss. I, I don't like a couple of changes that they made. Number one. Okay. Um, I think they should have kept QTEs. I think they should have too. Because they yeah. didn't replace. They didn't replace the QTEs with cutscenes. Yeah. They just took them out. They just took them out, and then like the like the the whole um, Krauser fight in the old version of the game was it like a QTE thing. Yeah. And then in this version of the game, it was like just a boss battle that you were hitting with a knife and like it was weird. Resident Evil combat's like not great. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting to me because I think the new game is like such a good balance of it still feels like survival horror. But you're mm-hmm. shooting like the entire time. You know what I mean? Like it's like an yeah. action game that feels like a survival horror game. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's oh, like yeah. because the movement's so stiff, or oh my god, that was like, one of the things that was hard to like go back to. The camera's kind of. like so tight. Yeah, t- behind your character, and like mm-hmm. it's not. I don't know. It's just, uh, and and then they throw enemies at you like they, you're mowing them down all game. Like there's there is a ton of enemies. But ammo scarcity is like a thing. Still, you can't be, you can't be yep. uh, wasting your ammo, and like you know, you get ammo for your better weapons, and you need to make sure that you use that that um, in in the right places. You know what I mean? Which um, which difficulty did you play on? Just normal. I don't. I wasn't trying. Not to... not what it tries to tell you to play on, right? 
Yeah, I just whatever. Like, I think it's. I think there's a normal setting. There is a normal setting, and when you and start the tries, game, it launches in hardcore. It tries to do yes. hardcore or whatever. Yeah, and it tries to tell you if you've played Resident Evil Four before, you should play it on this. And I was like, no way. Well, maybe so. That here's no my way. here's my thing. We've had a Resident Evil game every year for the last couple of years, right? Almost every year, kind of. Yeah. Um. Two and three, I had, like, played when they were out on PlayStation 1, but I didn't play through them and have nostalgia for them and remember bits and pieces of them. Mm -hmm. So they were, like, fresh experiences that I enjoyed. Like, they kind of blew me away, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When I played 4, which is one of my favorite games of all time, to be clear... Like, it's in the top five. Like, if I made a list, it's in there. Yeah. Um, and, like, when I played it, it felt so familiar. I did love it, but it also, like, didn't blow me away. It was like, you know, this is the Resident Evil 4 that I remember yeah. very much. So I almost, yeah. like, would say that I enjoyed, like, especially 2, 3, like, I thought was... It had good parts, but I didn't love the whole experience of three as much. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was just kind of interesting to me, like when I was examining, you know, my own experience. I just thought that, like, I was a little underwhelmed, not with yeah. anything that was in the game or how it was, just how I reacted to playing it. Just because I've had, even like, I loved Village. Like, Village was a so fun, a carnival ride of fun yeah. all the way through. And so, like, yeah. I kind of, I don't know if my expectations were too high or, like, it didn't really, it didn't really disappoint me in any way. Like, I don't have any negative things to say about, about it other than, like, the thing with the QTE uh, events. I just didn't get the same, like, f- surprise feeling that I've ha- had with the last couple Resident Evil games. When's the last time you played four? Yeah, so that's the thing. I've rebought that game like five times. Uh huh. I played it on, I played it on GameCube. I had it on 360. I bought it on, I think PS4 when they did like an HD remaster for it. Yeah. And like I probably played it three times on the GameCube, and then I don't know if I, I, I bet I played it again when Resident Evil Five came out and we were doing like co-op runs through five. And then mm-hmm. on the play- PlayStation 4, I probably started a game and got halfway it. through. You know what I mean? So, like, I've, I, s- I've seen a lot of it. Um, yeah. Like, a lot. And so that definitely contributes to there's not there's nothing new here. Do you know what I mean? I literally hadn't touched RE4 since GameCube. GameCube. That's pretty cool. So it was like... So it wasn't I, I get familiar what you mean. to you? It wasn't as familiar, but I played it a bunch on GameCube too, and so I did remember everything that was going to happen, yeah. basically, and like know what to expect and stuff. But um, I was mostly like the whole time, like, "Oh man, this is so awesome! I'm so excited that I get to see this in like higher resolution. This is it's just really neat to re-experience this." And See, the I only know, negatives... I don't know that I was. I had that same. Oh really? Yeah, well, I, just, I loved like, it. I, mean, I was constantly like, "Did I? Did we need to make this? Do we need to like?" The, I, oh man, that's interesting. I, I'm I'm really curious. Like, if I would play 
Like, if I had all the time in the world, I would play the old game so that I could compare it to the new game to see how much, like, of an improvement it is. I do remember a lot of the things that they changed. Yeah. Um, And I... I didn't think, you know, I, I kind of just, like, looked past the fact that, yes, it's really stiff, and it's kind of hilarious that they didn't update any of that at all. Oh, I, I <laughs> like, don't have, I don't have any issues with that at all. Like, I... Oh, man. I, I liked, I don't know, I didn't have any... It still getting, feels clunky. Getting around drove me a little crazy. I mean, I love that they added the parry. That was a great thing yeah. to add. Uh but getting around drove me a little crazy sometimes, but not to the point where I was like Frustrated irritated. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I feel like I kind of cruised through that game. Like I definitely died a lot and um, was struggling with ammo and stuff. But at the same time, I sort of, I finished that game in like a week or something. Yeah. I like beat it really fast. Yeah. And um, it's because you knew where to go. You knew everything. Mo- mostly, I guess. Mostly because I knew where to go. But like, they they did change enough of that. Like in terms of um, like I knew generally where it was going narratively, I guess. Yeah. But in terms of like navigating the map and stuff, like I I ran back and picked up things and tried yeah, to I, I get as much stuff as possible. And I wouldn't remember any of that anyway. I'm terrible at like putting locations into my brain and then well they didn't have them. like even in real life like i i, I gotta drive yeah. to a place like 16 times before i have the i can not use my phone to drive you know what i mean yeah but i mean far- it didn't it didn't have the it didn't have the like re2 remake map where you could like tell that you missed something and whatever right well, it it doesn't have the feature where like it leaves a thing red. Right, that's what I mean. But there's like little question marks on the map. Like it has icons on there that tells you wh- whether you should go back or not. So you can in the original one. Oh, I don't know about the original. I don't. That's I don't, what I mean. That's kind of what I mean. Where like yeah, there's they definitely. I think they definitely that map is updated. Um, I think the treasure hunting is overhauled like there's probably way more in the newer version to engage with there's way more upgrades on the weapons um like all the inventory stuff it's it's actually fantastic like i think they deserve like all the way through the game um your upgrades felt meaningful it yeah the treasure hunting felt worth doing um Mm -hmm. And and I used every bit of the ammo in the in the combat that I like. It was balanced perfectly with and I and I did like a lot of the treasure hunting. Like I if I I went out of my way to yeah, get stuff. Too. I was looking for those those things on the map. I didn't like go one hundred percent it, but no, you know, I was either. trying to get everything I could get. And yeah. I was and I was backtracking and stuff to get get some things for sure. Um, but I felt. And, and you know what? Village did really good with that too. Like they had a good balance of upgrading things with the materials that you had. So like they carried that through to the RE4 remake. Yeah. The other thing yeah. that I think they did well is I'm I'm pretty sure they added some enemies, like to to give you more enemy yeah. variety. And I I'm thought trying that, to think what they would have added. I thought the enemy variety was good in the in the game. Like I didn't ever get bored of like. 
you know, you're shooting bugs, and then you're shooting guys with bug heads, and then you're shooting the, you know, um, guys with the maces and uh, maces shields. and shields and then they have the ones that have the magic staff that turns everybody into bug things and it just yeah. felt it felt like i wasn't i don't know i i was appreciative of it just was paced extremely well and like i think mm. that goes back to the core design of the game like originally it was paced probably really well and that helped with the remake you know you had a a, a very almost perfect structure to build on top of um, yeah, but I did have some issues with the escort stuff. Like I was killing <laughs> Ashley so much, she was constantly getting like picked up, and then I would shoot the guy to drop her, and it would hurt. The bullet would go through the guy and hit her, and it would oh like, wow, kill, and she'd only take one hit, and she'd be dead. And you know they like wobble and stuff when they carry or yeah stuff too. So like yeah, you know I'd be aiming for the guy's legs or something and it would like Mm -hmm. hit her arm because she's over his shoulder and then she would die and then the other time is like i played the whole game with headphones and she was huffing in my ear the entire (laughs) game like even when we're running around like there's no enemies and she's just like (sighs) and like oh my gosh the sound this because the sound design is really good in general yeah that's really interesting because i would have never even noticed playing just with speakers oh my gosh it was brutal it's brutal yeah but uh it solidifies resident evil 4 solidifies in my opinion i cannot deal with the bugs in games oh like bug enemies yeah i had i had like in resident evil 3 after you escape nemesis the first time it takes you into like a electric yard yeah that's right these right slug things that are like they crawl down your throat when they yeah they they like slime down your throat when they attack you and it's the most unsettling thing in the world (laughs) and then like re4 has like these uh flies kind of and so they're they're flittering around they're chittering around all the time like above your like i have 3d audio headphones so they're just like right by my head all the time freaking me out just gives me the willies so that was good i thought that was good but you know in terms of like being blown away i just i just didn't get that i don't know i didn't i didn't get that as much with re4 so that was like a little disappointing yeah i um i yeah i don't know why i was i guess i was just really excited to play it um but i did uh i didn't like that they changed uh, the one thing that's sticking out to me, and it's like kind of minor, but it, it is like the one thing that I just constantly think about. I thought it was bad. Was um, I thought Luis the, was the... kind of a, a doucher a little bit in this version. <laughs> yeah, he was, and I didn't the, ever the little... remember feeling like that about yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, and... I couldn't tell you anything about how I felt about characters back then. Really. Ramon Salazar. Salazar, yeah. So like. I thought um, generally he was fine as, like, his current version. But when you do the... Uh, boss battle? When you do the boss battle, or the, the thing leading up to him, where you have to evade the one guard in the, like, tunnels. The um, suit of armor guards? 
yeah, with the girl. Like you, you, and the one is like crawling around in the ceiling, and you have to avoid it and try and freeze it so you can shoot it and wait for the elevator oh, to come. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah, part? Yeah. So I remember that part being really intense, and, and I thought it was fine in the remake too. But um, when you go to fight Salazar in the original one, the other guard and Salazar get like morphed together into the boss that you fight. And they didn't do anything with the other guard in the remake. He just never he oh. he like he he like showed up and stole Ashley and then he was gone. Yeah, I don't know. They, they like never did anything with that, which I thought was really weird. And then Salazar's boss battle was bad. I thought I thought it was kind of die bad. a lot. Yeah, I, I was getting frustrated with that one a little bit too. His venom was like spraying. It wanted you to like run behind architecture so that the venom didn't hit you and then yeah and it just felt like that can't run fast enough when he like tries to attack you so you're just like you can't turn fast enough because it's all clunky and yeah like that it just didn't that one didn't feel like they really play tested it a lot yeah (laughs) but i gotta um, say i gotta say dude the end of the game when you're on your jet ski and you're riding spoilers for resident Evil 4 just in case you didn't uh (laughs) I guess that ski. is valid, and it got re-released this when year. When you're yeah. on the jet ski and you're riding out of that that fortress, and everything's exploding, yeah. And then like you see the sunset at the end. It's like the the way they shot it is like there's a cave, and you see the end of the cave, and it's like the sunset is like you so you're riding into the light, and then you know the the end of the game happens, and you shoot out of the the fortress, and like they land on the water, and they're like watching it explode. And yeah. then and then it plays the most the most corny like That's right. sounding cheesy I put it in our group group chat the cheesiest song I've ever heard and yeah. it was like I was like on my feet like clapping I was like this is amazing <laughs> cuz like only only like a Japanese developed game can get can, away with can get away with yeah. you know you spent 20 hours fighting like like zombie people with exploding heads where there's bugs crawling out of their heads and you're just the most unsettling like gruesome dark yeah. stuff and then at the end they're playing a song that's like show you the light and like this this like poppy butt yeah. rock uh yeah i almost want to say i don't remember i thought maybe it was a cover of a song it, it might be. I don't know. It's I, I yeah. don't know enough about the song, but it's just it feels earnest. Yeah, and that's what makes it hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of six or something. I know one of them ends with like a really weird cover of like a new metal song. I think. Um, or maybe that was this one's like a Spanish know. guitar song. It has like a okay. lot. It has like a lot of flamenco uh, guitar okay. in it. But it's yeah. freaking, it's fantastic. I was like, oh my gosh. Are you going to play a DLC? The DLC just came out this week. I never played it. Separate ways. So, yeah, I never Where played it, so I'm kind of interested in it. Ada. Yeah. It's pretty cheap. And it's, Ten bucks. It's right? cheap. It was ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played so, yeah, the DLC maybe. for Resident Evil Village. and Yeah, I think we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. an excuse to run back through the level, which is kind of lame, but also... Like when it's kind of nice to do that too after you enjoyed something. So I, I yeah. imagine this will be similar. 
yeah. don't think it's like a whole lot of content. I don't think it is either, but I did see people joking in those Steam reviews about the length of the DLC being longer than the Resident Evil 3 remake. Oh, wow. That's pretty <laughs> Which long. Is, pretty funny yeah that's like, like a game took me five or six hours that's probably yeah i mean i think it took me five or six also for three yeah yeah so yeah yes ultimately i'm i was high on it but also not high on it i don't know yeah i don't want to come off as sounding uh too like critical or anything like that i think it's fantastic yes but... if you're listening you should 100 percent play resident evil 4 remake Actually, even if you played it Way Pick back any when. Resident Evil game that's come out in the last five years. They're all fantastic. Sure. That's what I would say. Yeah. Let's golf clap. Yeah. Okay. I got I got a game I want a golf clap. A resounding golf clap. Resounding. How do we do a resounding golf clap? It's just going to loop the rest of the episode. It's going to be on the whole time. We'll put it in the background and then talk over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Armored Core 6 was amazing. Was it? Yeah. And I don't know why it hit so hard for me, but it really did. Because it's, you, it's a mech you game look and at mechs that are game? sweet. And hmm? I said because it's a mech game and mechs are sweet. And... Well... I, I, think, I think objectively you can look at footage of that game and... Anytime you're not swinging a giant laser sword, you'd probably be like, what the hell is this? It looks like nothing, kind of. Really? <laughs> because... How so? Explain that. I don't, I don't know. So, the idea is, yeah, you're in these mechs, and they're gigantic. And the scale of things in that game is really cool. And there's a couple times where when you're stomping around as the mech, you can just stop and, like take a second and look what's in the environment and you're like oh shit this thing is like 80 feet tall you know it's like really big it's like a really big machine yeah and so the scale of everything is so massive that like it in the level design all that there can really be are like big buildings yeah you know and like all the stuff in the background in like like the way off distance are just like even more gigantic structures there's not really like fine detail or a ton of uh not, i want to say information but there's just not a lot of stuff in the world it's yeah. it looks like a dead world because you're blown up to this scale that's like massive and the only thing you're really going to see at that scale is the larger big structures shapes, in the environment buildings yeah like yeah. so so i think if you like look at screenshots of that game or like time when you're not fighting things it feels totally lifeless like totally lifeless and in a way i think that's a cool thing but i could see it turning people off because it's just this like really dry experience sort of anytime you're not in combat it's like i'm kind of just walking from point a to point b with nothing to look at <laughs> and you know in other games like resident evil or something you can look at how amazing the lighting is in a cave or 
the environment and how yeah. detailed the environment Which, is. By the know? way, I thought RE4 was like a marked improvement in terms of um, visual aesthetics over like even the last game. That yeah, like I feel like texture wise and lighting wise, they're they're like getting better with every release. It's kind of wild. But go ahead, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Um. But I think the action in Armored Core is just amazing. Really? It's just. It's so crazy. So, like, it's from software, and this series has existed forever, so I have zero familiarity with it. I've never played an Armored Core game. I've never even seen, like, footage of an Armored Core game. Yeah. After all this time, it goes all the way back to, like, 96 or something, I think. And in a post-Dark Souls from software world it's hard not to like make comparisons a little yeah. bit and in armored core you are managing stamina i mean it has a stamina bar and you're dodging and trying to time attacks and and dodging attacks and you're managing a bar that is based on so many statistics for your for your mech that is just like overwhelming but like so many of these statistics a lot of it being the weight of things equipped to your mech yeah impact your stamina bar right but the thing is if you again step back and think about the scale of everything you are dodging at not even breakneck speeds faster than breakneck speeds <laughs> like i just think the the person piloting this mech would be like jelly with how fast it is moving and how quick everything is happening. Like, I don't know how you would ever keep track of anything. It's the funniest thing about mech anime stuff. So speaking of the person that pilots the mech. Yeah. Um, is there like a story to this game? Does it there have is. like, uh, cutscenes with characters and no. they're like, what's the, yeah. So do you, so an- do you ever see the person that's piloting nope, your mech? Nope. Never. Okay. Nope. There's almost again a, the the it's the very lifeless from software thing. like uh Uh no. No, it's 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 very not from software in terms of narrative. Um the the lifelessness of the entire experience is also because you literally never see humans ever. Yeah. Um and there I think there was like one log like one of those like extra side pieces of content you find in the world where it brings up a picture that somebody drew of people (laughs) that was the most people in the whole game was a picture a drawing of people (laughs) so there's zero people you never see faces but they talk to you a lot people talk to you constantly and and it honestly reminded me a lot of metal gear because most of the story is told through like codec calls. Okay. And so it's I think it's awesome because some of the best things in fiction are things that you have to like imagine. Yeah. And like that's why reading books is awesome because yeah. you imagine all of it. And yeah, you must participate in the fiction because you are uh yeah. yeah. Like the only thing that comes up in Armored Core when you're talking to people is their name and an emblem and the emblem is always something interesting like even if it's really simple 
it's like this tiny little window into like maybe what their personality is or something. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. Like that like worked so well for me that you don't ever see what these people look like, but you talk to them a lot. Like there's a decent amount of exposition in the game and in between missions while you're on missions, etc. And the whole thing just worked really well. Like, I, I thought the story was cool. Uh, I'm I'm replaying it. What's I don't the, know how far I'll get. What's the time? Uh, well, how long did you did it take you? Um, I think my like w- through the base game. I think it was like sixteen hours. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not terrible at all. And I replayed stuff that you didn't. I didn't necessarily need to do. I think so. if I played it, I would. I don't. I don't know that I'm interested in, in trial and error of uh, like testing out mech stuff. I'd probably just look builds right. up and and kind of work through it that way. But I yeah. do kind of want to see it. I highly recommend it. I had so much fun. I thought the combat was great, and I want to keep playing it. And I liked experimenting with things, even though one of the criticisms is two of the bosses I fought. No matter what experimenting I did, I wasn't really making any progress. I had to look up recommended ways to beat them. So that was like a little bit of a bummer, but also I'm not really like, I don't think that's a huge deal. And in the, in the grand scheme of the whole game, that's not that I'm just many times. interested in saving myself time. I don't yeah. know that I would get the satisfaction out of scheming the perfect. Well, I can see why that's appealing. Yeah, and one thing I would say about it's, that is to try it. All the statistics and everything is overwhelming. Like yeah. whenever you first go into I feel the, that way about from games in general. Yeah, I mean it's really no different in that regard. Like you look at a stat screen. It's in like a Souls really game. obtuse. In like, what uh-huh. is this gonna? What is bumping? What does this actually impact? Do? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I and would so say that I always just end up dumping everything into like like health and speed or health and power, and if, that's like not the it, way to do it. If only it told you that <laughs> in Armored Core. Instead, yeah. it's like attitude, stability, and yeah. action points, and whatever. Like it's all this weird jargon. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can, there's an in game like help context menu that is like, this is what this does. And it's like a lot more explicit. It's like, this is how much damage you can take, or this is how fast your bar will recharge and stuff. So it's really nice. But um, all of that stuff was overwhelming. And after the entire game, I could tell you maybe like 10% of what any of it means. Yeah. Uh, But like, it does work in that. You know, you just swap out items, and you, it shows you how it atta- affects all of the stats. Like, are you going to do more damage with this? Like, is it's, it cl- gonna... it's clear in the way it communicates information is what you're saying. It's clear enough. With... Yeah, It's yeah. clear enough. And the thing that was fun in experimenting with stuff, and one of the ones that I think is the most uh, easy to point to, is a lot of the game is auto-targeting for you mm-hmm. because, you know, it's moving so fast. So, like, you don't want to be um, fumbling with the camera, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So it auto-targets enemies for you, and then you can lock on to them for, like, bosses if you want. Same thing like Dark Souls. But, like, it it's auto-targeting enemies, right? And 
one of the things that you upgrade or swap out, one of the parts, is an item that messes with the auto-targeting. <laughs> so, like, there's close, medium, and long-range targeting, and if if you're on a mission where you're fighting a bunch of things from far away and you put a close-range one on, it's going to be worthless. But if you swap it to the long-range one, you'll see it, like, yeah. snap to things faster. And that's, like, really cool. I yeah, think that's like really cool. Like mech part. Uh, yeah. 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 And like, there's different there's different things that supply energy to the mech, and some, you know, how fast your energy recharges, which is your stamina, and like, all of that minutia is like noticeable, yeah. which is really cool. Especially another big one is how you thrust around, like mm-hmm. your boosters and stuff. Like some are really good at being really quick and snappy. Others are good at like not using a bunch of your bar. Yeah. Um. So, I I had a lot of fun messing around with stuff. Yeah, tinkering. Yeah, and 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 the last thing I guess I want to say is that um, it it's new game plus, which is not like how Dark Souls usually does it. Dark Souls always increases the difficulty on subsequent playthroughs. Yeah, Armored Core doesn't do that, and it lets you take everything. It lets you take all of your money and everything, and it actually changes stuff as you play through almost like near automata so like near you the the main game is to play it through at least three times that is literally like what the game is even though it feels like you're repeating stuff and that's what armored core reminded me of a little bit where i repeated the first like i don't know four missions nothing was different and then i did one of them and in the middle of the mission, it was like this different voice call that came in. And it was like, make a decision. Do you want to do this or this? And that wasn't in the original playthrough. So, like, I made a decision, did something totally different. Now it's giving me, like, different missions. Huh, which weren't available in the first game or in the do first they, playthrough. Are they new fights and stuff? Yeah. New bosses? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and and even even when you play through the first game, there's a couple like decision Sp- missions, split path t- type things. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so like there's like a reason to replay it, which is cool. Like it's not just replaying to replay it for whatever sake, like for more kinda, tinkering. Kind of like Dark Souls is. Yeah, like there's yeah. actually different stuff. And so I don't know if I'll actually complete that. I want to. I want to keep playing it. Um, I want to see where that stuff goes. I'm very curious. But, yeah, really, really high on that game. That's sweet. It's surprisingly, from, surprisingly good. From and I started the park again. Yeah, I know, right? And I, uh, I was, I've been so hype on it that I started watching a Gundam series. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because I finished JoJo and I have Which no one? anime to watch right now. And I was like, it's perfect. I'll check out one of the 50,000 Gundam series. Which one are you watching? It's um, Iron-Blooded Orphans, which is from, like, six years ago, seven years ago. Somewhat more recent, which is cool. Is the animation cool? Yeah, Yeah. it is cool. Um, I hadn't seen a Gundam since Wing, which was all the way back. I was watching Wing for a little bit, actually. Yeah. Um, So I hadn't seen one in a long time, so it's, it's cool to see, like, a somewhat modern one. Yeah. I always wanted to build one. I still do. 
I had a couple of them back then. They were like the cheaper ones. Yeah. I have seen some of the nicer ones. Uh, and they are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They feel really nice how they move, how you can swap things. Yeah. I was like looking at them for a little bit and I could, I didn't want to pull a trigger on like too big of a project kind of, you know yep. what I mean? And like the yeah. ones that were smaller, I just didn't think they were cool. So I was like yeah. kind of stuck between like, um, you know, stuck between the smaller and the larger versions. The ones that, um, the one that I most recently saw in person that I thought was cool was, I don't know, six inches tall or something. It wasn't huge and it really? was still, it was still neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Gundam. I still, uh, I still, even though we played for like two hours, I still like that uh overwatch gundam game that we played for oh yeah that's right i forgot about that for like two i seconds. wonder how that's doing yeah yeah i wonder if it's alive still or if, yeah. or if there's like 50 mechs in it now and yeah i mean i would have yeah I, I didn't hate it it just was kind of broken like we kept getting kicked from matches yeah and yeah. Stuff. yeah yeah networking wasn't great and then i think overwatch is right around the corner remember that game right I do remember that game. I want to remember what that Gundam was called. I'm looking it up real quick. Gundam um, Evolution. It's still getting worked on. They they just started a new season a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, Norco. Uh, yeah, played, so I actually played this. You played last year? No, I played it... Um, I talked. I think I briefly talked about it on the episode with Larry. So I played it a few months ago. Nice. So yeah, Josh was like real high on it. He um, was. He kind of talked me into playing it a little bit. I was gonna do uh, Golden Idol. Oh man, there's DLC out for that. I gotta play that. But I didn't think that I owned Golden Idol, and then. I do. You do? <laughs> so I should have played Golden Idol. But uh, anyways, yeah. Norco, I think, is a really cool thing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I would say I'm kind of torn on like knowing what it is after I've played it. Uh-huh. If I knew all that information, I don't know that I would need to play it. If that, if that yes, any I, felt, I felt the exact same way. I yes. think like... It's really cool in what it is. Like, it, it, um, just for listeners that haven't heard about this game or whatever, it's like a point-and-click adventure game. Um, it's kind of like a noir type yeah. thing where you're you're playing as a character who comes back to their childhood home after something has happened to her. You're playing as a girl. Something's happened to her mother. Um, mm-hmm. And you're kind of sussing out the mysterious circumstances around her death. And um, she has a brother that's younger than her that's stuck with the mother who was sick at the time. That's why your character left in the first place was because he didn't want to be around the sick mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's like some mystery around, you know, what happened at the end of her life and around the town that she basically grew up in. And so you're kind of solving that mystery. Um, it's unique because the setting of the game is 
like New Orleans, but it's this weird like cyberpunk, but not really cyberpunk. It's like it's uh, like steampunk. It's like this weird near future kind of. It's like very. Like it's, it's like an yeah. old factory. A bunch of factories like went in to New Orleans, and they kind of like ruined the area um, mm-hmm. in terms of pollution and like like the the people that stuck around are uh like not very well off and stuff and they all work at the factory and um it has like a very kind of interesting like you know the area that we grew up in a little bit yeah. there's some like there's some resemblances to like you know just not as wealthy backwoods mm-hmm. kind of um like trailer park ish uh mm-hmm like homes and stuff and and so um it has like that setting but it's like also in the future so there's like robots and the company that owns like the factories is like has this big mystery that's going down but then there there also might be some extraterrestrial stuff that's going on it's just like yeah. real, it's it's very um lovecraftian kind of actually is what i got from from how it's like it's like a really yeah. weird mix of detective, Lovecraft, uh, blue collar murder mystery type swamp. I don't know. I can see the Lovecraft like true, thing like true, because t- true detective kind of almost is what I yeah is what yeah. I, I I can agree with the Lovecraft thing too, just because a lot of the visuals are really like disturbing, sort yeah. of. Like the yeah. way the way everything looks just looks slightly off. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just weird. Like the it the is story, just weird. The story goes some really weird places that mm-hmm. um, are kind of like I, I guess that's kind of why I say that having experienced it and knowing what it is, like I don't know that I would need to play it. Is because after the end of all of it, after you chase this really interesting story in this really interesting setting with these characters that are really well-written and pretty funny. I think the writing was like oh, genuinely, yeah. genuinely made me laugh like multiple times. So that was, oh, yeah, that definitely. was good. Um, but like the mystery, like solving the mystery at the end of the, at the end of the game kind of. Yeah. I don't want to say it's unsatisfying. I, I'll was, say that. I thought it was, it was kind unsatisfying. Of unsatisfying. It's like, it's like the ending, it might be going for something that's bleak, and that's that's why it's unsatisfying. But also, yeah. it's kind of like what the f happened. I, I still don't understand. Like, like it's kind of like you find the the mystery and then it ends, but it doesn't really explain what the right what what the mystery was. Like what you were doing the whole time. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, and, and like even tried to like I tried to write about it or I tried to read about it to like you know for someone that's smarter than me to kind of like connect the dots a little more. And, and there, there wasn't a lot of, um, people that did that. It, yeah. It, it kind of just felt like, you know, you, you play this game for the setting and that's, yes, that's what, uh, and, and the ending is supposed to reinforce the setting, this bleak, like kind of, um, hopeless, but hopeful <laughs> kind of, I don't <laughs> know, kind of thing. And so, I was just a little bit, um, I don't know, unsatisfied with that as well. I, I, it didn't. Yeah. And like, you know, point and click adventure games aren't like fun to play. 
No. Really. <laughs> nope. So so and then and, and it, so you're solving a mystery, and it's kind of interesting how it 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 does it. Like the game holds your hand a little bit with like when you uncover clues, you can like click on your character's like head, and it gives you like a thing it calls a mind map, yeah. where it basically gives you like data points that you, um, like so you can track all the information and kind of follow the story of what the game's telling you. But I was like a little annoyed with it because there is times in the game where it prompts you to go into your mind map and like read some of those clues that you've uh collected as mm-hmm. like uh as like your character is thinking about those things like you physically are are, are reading right. these and so she thinks about it so like it tells you to go into that map and click some of those things to actually proc like advancement points in the game yeah but then also like half that information is just the repeated information that you like read in the game. So like yeah. I, I find the environment, I read the thing, and then it, it it you know it gives you a blip on your mind map that okay you have a new yeah like a, like stop and consider it again. <laughs> yeah, and so like you end up rereading like a lot of things that you don't yeah. need to reread. Like I like it that it's there in case I would need to um in case I would need to access it, but it didn't do, like, a great job of telling me, like, separating the things that I did need to access again and the things that were just there in case I, ne- in case I needed to access them again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was constantly clearing those blips, like, every time they came up in my mind map because yeah. I didn't know if it would proc, like, me to con- advance in the game. Right. And so then I was just like, okay, I, I read this. And then, like, when... If you're playing a point-and-click adventure game, you never you don't want to be clicking through the text really fast and not reading it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're defeating the purpose of the game, and I I found myself doing that a lot because like I was like I already read this, I already. Uh-huh. And so I definitely was, speed read a lot. That was of stuff kind of frustrating a little bit. Yeah. I um. Did you look anything up? Puzzle-wise. No. Um. Cause I no, did. No, I didn't. I I got I got most of it right. Yeah the uh, the part where you are in the like hotel and you have to go up and down floors yeah, and shake people's hands and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I I was that. like oh I was like oh yeah I figured this out and then when it didn't work I was like I'm not doing this over again. I just <laughs> looked it up. Like I was like no no way. I totally thought I had it right and I don't know what I did wrong. And then when I looked it up, I was, like, way off. So I was, like, really glad that I looked it up. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, I think I had it right, and it, so it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. an issue. But I, um, I think I finished that game in a single sitting. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was, like, I was, I was into it, and um, I wanted to see where it was going, and I just had nothing else going on when I had started playing it. So I was, like... I'm just going to power. I know it's it. not long. I'm just going to go through it and yeah. see what happens. And yeah, so I played like in three nights, I just kind of played like an hour at a time, but yeah. like playing it that, you know, in your case and in my case, like that back to back, I didn't need to re go over all the information like over and over and over again. So that was like, right. what I was like frustrated with like, if you play it a week apart, right. You know what I mean, where you were like, you're trying to follow like what's going on. But yeah, 
So it, it also it also does a thing. I'm not trying to brag on this game because I do think it's it's really cool. And I and if you're interested in like like I don't know I don't know how to describe the setting in a way that sounds appealing, but it is. I know unique, it's very it's unique, weird. It's a unique thing. It is that unique. I think is really neat. Yeah. Um, but it does a thing where like you play as the girl whose mom has died and her brother's missing and Mm -hmm. like it it asks you like why are you returning home and it gives you a couple choices right and like there's points in the game where you like get to choose your dialogue and you get to like kind of choose your responses to certain things like did you did you return home because you miss your mother or did you return home because you had nothing else to do or like so like you get to characterize the the person a little bit yeah I, I hate that well apparently there's a bunch of different endings so well, i think and i think that's some of it potentially probably because yeah. you do make a choice at the end too like you can kill or save or like all these things yeah. but um I I always fail to grasp like what the the character is. Like like because the game does that for me, there's all these really strong characters in the in the setting mm-hmm. that are fun and interesting and like I forget what the name of the um the Garrets. Like the Garrets are really Yeah, fun. the Garrett right. It's like a the, cult. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like all this funny stuff and like the way they have commentary on like social media and different things that are like kind of controlling our society, even in today's yeah. world. Yeah. And the way they put it in, they fold it into their little narrative is kind of fun. But like, I, there's all these really strong written characters. And then like my character, I don't know who she is and it's not, it's not me. Like I'm, it's not, I'm not, I'm not role playing. You know what I mean? Like I did. I think that's what they want you to do. That's that's the point. Well, it is. It is what they want you to do. When you read the text, it says you d- yeah. dive into the water and go really deep. But like, I just get. I don't. I don't get a good like characterization of who. Like I don't have a good connection with with what the story is because like. Yeah it's so wishy-washy a little bit because it's giving me different responses. Yeah. And I don't know. I, it's just a thing that like, like I don't, I, I don't know who she was. The, your your right. main character in, 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 and in that like, I think attributes to the end of the game being dissatisfying a little bit yeah. because like, I don't feel an emotional connection to the climax of the story. Like you're trying to solve this mystery, like you maybe you want a feel good ending or something or like some kind of resolution. Like if I don't necessarily care what happens to the character, then all of my satisfaction rests on what the mystery like what the mystery's answer is. And if they don't want to provide a concrete answer to that mystery, which I think is good in a lot of cases in 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 yeah. um fantasy uh-huh. Uh, then like you're, there's kind of like, well, what, what do I take away from this now? Do you know what I mean? I th- yeah, that game is definitely a, um, journey, not the destination thing. Yeah. Like I read a little bit of 
people's opinions on on reddit after i finished it too i had the exact same like i just finished this i'm scratching my head maybe somebody can explain it better yeah and make me appreciate so, it more because i do appreciate what it is i just like it, yeah i don't know yeah i need to like put the pieces together a little better it's like one of these i i don't know that i would recommend it actually like the the things that i liked were the art style and just seeing all the weird shit yeah and it was funny yeah but in terms of actually playing it i didn't think it was that good and then also the fact that the story kind of doesn't resolve in a satisfying way um even if you don't get any answers it just it just was baffling it was like a baffling yeah. ending yeah um like that that i makes got the me good wanna... i got the good ending too like i looked oh you it did up. yeah yeah oh okay so, i don't even know what mine was i kind of forget what even happened <laughs> um but like so where i was i i played pentiment uh another recent really traditional adventure game kind of even even less traditional actually because you don't even really manage an inventory or anything in pentiment it's all just dialogue um i played pentiment a few months ago and i adore that game i thought yeah. it was amazing and excellent and it's like and and i like where it goes and i i liked just about every aspect of that game and i wouldn't say that about norco <laughs> you know like yeah it it just it's very neat i i really appreciate the style and the setting it is so unique it's like it's like also post-apocalypse or something like there's definitely hints about the greater united states being like really in a bad place uh it felt the... it felt a little bit this is a weird jump but okay. it felt a little bit to me like playing Arkham Horror. Like there, there was some mm. weird combat in there. Yeah, there was combat. Randomly, that's right. That's right. I forgot like, about that. There was like you were going back and forth to these locations for clues. Like yeah. the setting was like, is there is there a mystery here? Is there is there some kind of dark force that's controlling things? Is there like I don't yeah. know. Like I yeah. do, I I do think it's good in terms of like you know we talked about the setting and the weirdness of it. It it's like a good if you're into if you're into adventure games and you want something that's gonna be like a little unsettling, like kinda with I don't know. It's definitely unsettling. Yeah, there were plenty of times where I was like, this is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's cool. I mean, yeah, it, it is it is neat. It's just in terms of like it's hard for me to recommend it other than some of this stuff is neat to see. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sentiment is shared um with like what I read. Some it, it either hit really hard for some people. Yeah. Or or they had similar reactions to us. Like I thought parts of it were cool, but it didn't really connect with me. I tried to grill Josh about what he liked, and he couldn't really give me a. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. We didn't talk about it at all. I don't think actually. He's like, it's just good. It's just really good. Yeah. 
So. <laughs> Classic Josh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you good on that? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I think we should probably get to Mortal Kombat sooner rather than later, but and I can't remember if you added something else, but no, um, I'm good. I'm 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 ready for the MK uh, breakdown. I I just want to mention real quick that I at least started Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, so you can you can talk some more when you play uh, play more of that. Yeah, and and I think it's off to a really good start, and um, I'm doing two games. I'm I'm trying it co-op with Larry, which is a pretty interesting experience actually. Like compared uh, they, to, compared to Divinity, is it better? It's better. Yeah, it's better than Divinity. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, they do a lot better job of like you can the the thing that drove me crazy in co-op divinity is that like you can just split up and go wherever you want, which you can do in Baldur's Gate also. But um whenever somebody is talking to somebody, you can just immediately warp into that conversation. Okay. Where in Divinity you couldn't do that. You had to like get there. And um I thought in Divinity if we both stood there I would have to read to you even what that person was saying. Like, and you're in the if you're in the vicinity, I think, you still can't even hear what the character is saying. Yeah, so like, I can't that's remember. That's what makes it hard. Is you? It's like I literally, or literally, you, it's almost like playing a tabletop game where, yeah, every time you come come across a character, it's like uh, I got to read to you what they're saying. And yeah, because the thing with Divinity was not everybody's fully voice acted. I think it it was a lot of text stuff. Yeah. And Baldur's Gate, everybody's voice acted. So, like, it does the zoom-in Bioware-style, like, talk-to-characters-face-to-face thing. And so in co-op, you can just jump into the conversation, and it's really cool. And, like, you can you can pick, like, what somebody should say. Like, if you're not the one leading the conversation, you're, like, the spectator, you can, like, pick a dialogue choice, and you see what they picked, and it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing a co-op game with him. And it's it's kind of cool. I that was cool in Divinity in terms of like combat, being able to play that kind of tactical turn based thing co op. It's very neat. Um, and then I'm also doing a solo game just because there's like no chance in hell Larry and I will finish that. I mean, if we do, it's going to take multiple years probably. Years. <laughs> so I would like to keep playing it myself as well, so because it is neat and I can do different stuff which is cool. Yeah. There's um, there's so yeah, it's, there. it's very interesting. Uh, it makes me like D and D more because now it's D and D in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, and, and it, it's kind of overwhelming. So like context for the world a little bit. Well, and in terms of gameplay, I mean, it's literally D&D rules. Like, it's oh, yeah. all of that stuff. So you can only do certain things that you can do in D&D, and you're limited, and the same spells exist, and character classes, and all that stuff. So you think if um, you went back to D&D, you would be more into it? Like an actual no, tabletop No, what, why I'm saying that is because the fact that it's a video game, and it's like... I can see everything and it's tailored to an experience kind of like there's a ton of stuff that can happen, but it's not all on the table to make everything up. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it's cool for me who has had issues with that aspect of tabletop RPGs 
to like get to get a little bit of the experience in a more crafted yeah it makes sense um narrative you know yeah not as open thing. more structured structure is the word i was looking for yeah um the only other thing i want to say about that game is it's absolutely hilarious that you can just play it nude the entire time like that is so funny to me i can't get i can't get over that i can't get over that we are in a world where it's not a mod it is a actual thing in the game where you can just take everybody's clothes off including everybody in your party (laughs) like you can just you can just run around the game everybody totally naked and it's really funny (laughs) well you could do that in D &D too yeah that's true you could but you can't see it (laughs) you see it in (laughs) your mind's eye unless you want to make the table awkward make everything really awkward yeah you could Um, you could uh cosplay your own D &D character right my naked, naked my naked barbarian yeah uh as an aside, the Dungeons and Dragons movie I think is a lot of fun. I heard it was really good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it quite a yeah. bit. So, if you're into the lore, you can get more into the lore. The setting is definitely cool too. Like the premise of Baldur's Gate three is is sweet. It would you would love the opening cutscene where they insert a bug into your eye. <laughs> awesome sounds yeah and it (laughs) rachel when i had started playing that game rachel was like sitting there with me and that that's like a cut scene like it's a really nice rendered cut scene and they just showed like putting this thing in somebody's eyes she like freaked out (laughs) she's not dubbed to the gore because it was pretty graphic yeah yeah well gore graphic gore yeah moving on from there to the 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 most popular graphic and gory game franchise of all time? That's probably true. Yeah. We're in our 12th edition of... You mean you mean our first edition? I've never of heard of this series. Franchise it's a new series. Games. And we're talking, of course, of Mortal Kombat. Go ahead and provide the music. <laughs> no, we'll get, we'll get taken down for stealing that. <laughs> yeah, we will. So... Yeah. Let me get your impressions first, because I got a lot. I got a lot of. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts. I well, I barely played it. Um, okay. I just started. I'm like on the third chapter of the story. Okay. Um. And I did a little bit of the tutorial, and not having played Mortal Kombat, kind of. I guess since 11 came out. Cause like after the initial, like we're playing this game and it came out, I like never touched 11 again. Yeah. Um, and in a post street fighter six world, MK is kind of hard to play for me. It's, it's really chunky. It's stiff. Yeah. It's, it's stiff word, is, is what I would say. Feels stiff. like, feels like you're walking around in molasses. Yeah. Um, Man, I hate a block button. Like, I kind of didn't care that much in previous ones, but I hate it. I don't want to press a button. (laughs) Like, I kind of wish they just didn't do that. I wish they would, like, break away from that, kind of. Um, It looks amazing. Like Injustice? You don't have to do a block button in Injustice. Wait, Injustice didn't have a block button? No, you hold back the block. Oh, boy, I didn't remember that. That's yeah. even weirder that they didn't apply it to Mortal Kombat. 
Oh, Mortal Kombat's always had it, even since back in the day. I know, but still. Um. Anyway, I guess like. I think I'm 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 excited to play the story because the story modes are always cool. And what do you think about the cameo system? Well, I barely got to do anything with it yet. Yeah. Um. I now having the tiniest little bit of experience with it. I'm. I think both. It's neat. It's a neat way to incorporate a bunch of characters that wouldn't be characters. Yeah. But at the same time, it just makes me like upset that they're not characters. I think they could add the characters. There's there's a couple cameos that have characters and cameos, so it's not out of the question that they. Yeah, like they're already modeled and designed and everything. Yeah. 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 And they've like they've did the data mining thing, and there's names in there where like they have Cyrax is listed. Yeah. So like maybe that'll be a character in the game, but it's also a cameo. You know what I mean? So I don't. Yeah. I don't there's no. It's not definitively your character's not showing up if it's a cameo. Maybe that's people huff, huffing the copium. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case or not, but um, I don't know. Um, the only other opinion I have at this point is that with in the lore, the fact that the universe is like reset with Liu Kang as now the god of Earthrealm. I think it's really funny that Raiden is now just a regular dude. Yeah, he's, he's just he's, a guy. He's basically Liu Kang though. He's Liu Kang. Yeah, like, like he, they they he, just he has Liu Kang's temperament. He just is Liu Kang. It's it's So here's here's my Yeah. I want to get the I want to get the complaints out of the way cuz I think I mostly have positive things to say about the game. Yeah. Um first off, like first impressions, you know, when I talked about this game on other episodes, I was like kind of negative on what they were showing. Yeah. Like for the game. And I think that is because there's too much MK11 in MK1. Mm-hmm. And that's disappointing because every Mortal Kombat game has like been a new thing with a new theme. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they did the original reboot for MK9, which basically saved the franchise. Yeah. And and that game, you know, looked like classic MK1. It had the the orange and and red and yellow colors and, you know, it it was the stages from the first original game and like things like that. You know what I mean? And it it also was like redoing the story, kind of. Yes, that's yeah. correct. And then that they followed that with MKX, which was the Combat Kids, like darker, edgier, um, <laughs> Mortal kind Kombat, of, darker Mortal Kombat, <laughs> kind of. Um, and and like at this point, you know, Warner Brothers owns Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So they started putting the horror people in, horror yeah. people in it. So like X is synonymous to me with like all the horror characters, and you know it's a black game like cover and and um. I still I think, have the scorpion statue from the collector's edition of that. I game. think like, I think like at this point at at the MKX point, like regardless of whether I like this or not, Mortal Kombat becomes like a thing for them to throw movie franchises in kind of too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it becomes a little bit B movie, uh, fodder. I don't know. I don't know how to, 
yeah. how to say it. But so then they did MK11, which was a new presentation. It did the the timeline switching stuff. They had lots of 80s um, guest characters, 80s and 90s guest characters with like Terminator and Rambo right. and right. RoboCop and Spawn. And, and so it was like old characters versus new characters. And the menus were like all these hourglass and sands of time thing. So it had its own identity. Do you know what I'm saying? All, all these three games have their own identity. Mm-hmm. When, when 11 came out, it just looked, it, it looked a lot like, or when one came out, it looked a lot like 11, but with nicer graphics. Obviously we have nicer technology now. Yeah. And like the Liu Kang reboot thing like while it makes sense in the fiction of the universe, there's no like aesthetic for it that sets it apart from like any of the other Mortal Kombat games. Like you open the menu, and like I guess this is is re- um, shows the reboot. It's like calm, like Fire Garden. Yeah, and, and I think it's cool. Like I think it looks awesome. Yeah. I like how it does all that stuff, but there's no like. It doesn't really feel. There's no theme. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no there's no theme. There's no theme. Yeah. Um. And like you know, you see footage of the game before it releases, and like that's what what was missing was that like you know Street Fighter Six to Street Fighter Five. I don't want to keep making this comparison, but it is the last fighting game that came out. Like those are not the same things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Street Fighter Five is like esports and lights. And Street Fighter Six is like, oh, we're in the streets now. We got all these bright neon colors and paint cans and, and graffiti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so there, there's yeah. different. It's a different aesthetic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so MK1 kind of failed to deliver a new aesthetic to me. At least that's my opinion. No, I agree. That's uh, that's a good. That's a good description. Um, I would say when I first started it, I again to bring up the word, it felt kind of lifeless to me yeah like the menu is basic they don't have the crypt anymore so uh, yeah, i can i can add on to this so here's here's yeah. here's the thing about mk11 that was my experience with it um i i wanted mk11 to be my my new street fighter like we had got into street fighter and yeah. we were playing that and playing that and playing that. And MK release was on the horizon. I was like so pumped for it to come out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to grind this. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be playing online. And like when they were showing that game, they were like, we got the crypt. We got all this stuff. We got the crypt. We got the living towers. We got this gear that you can customize. And it was like all this stuff that had nothing to do with playing the game online. It was like yeah, ulterior like stuff. So anyways, game comes out. I I engage with all that material and I play it online. The online because of certain mechanics, crushing blows being the main one, um, that's annoying, and and fatal blows being too strong. Um, makes online like robbery feel very frustrating in a game that's already frustrating to begin with. Yeah. So my experience with MK eleven, like looking back on it, which I did go back and play MK eleven to kind of get hyped for this yeah. and like it recolored my like i had had a, a negative opinion of it in my head and when i had turned it on and, and played through it and saw some characters and done some things again i was like man this game kind of rules and yeah so, 11 like, was awesome <laughs> so 
my experience with that game kind of ended up being more engaging more with the single player content which was rich like the the crypt yeah the living towers the gear the stuff that i thought would be dumb was the stuff that i actually engaged with yeah and if you go back to like growing up with mortal Kombat, like mortal Kombat deception and those games uh-huh. like that was what i did with those games too absolutely you know what i mean like we were doing yeah. the crypts we were playing conquest mode we were doing combat carts like all all these puzzle combat all these things that like that were in the game that yeah. that and so i had new eyes for mortal Kombat one i was like i don't care about the online i'm gonna have all this stuff to right engage with for mortal Kombat one when they release it i'll play single player i'll play online a little bit like i'm not gonna not play it online yeah so game launches and bro there's the game is tailored for for playing online for playing online yeah they 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 combined like basically they combined the crypt and the living towers into versus mode or into this invasions mode Uh which is essentially like it's it's exactly like playing the Smash Ultimate um, single player. It's like nodes on a on a game board, and yeah. every node is a fight. And then you do the fight, and you win gear or RPG elements like consumables and things to upgrade. Right. And 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 you're upgrading your character, and then you're getting a key, and then you have to backtrack all the way across the game board to unlock the door. And then so, um. They they made some improvements on on the on the living towers model, like back in MK11, those living towers just rotated all the time. Yep. And it would tell you what you would win for doing those living towers. Yeah. And when it would be like a random skin or piece of gear or something, and you couldn't choose. Like if I if I used Baraka and I wanted Baraka stuff, I had to like wait for the Baraka tower to come around. You right. know what I mean? Like you couldn't yep. just earn stuff for baraka so it was like kind of annoying because like if i don't use the other characters like i don't really need gear for them so Uh in in mk1 they they fixed that um there's like a character mastery thing now okay where when you use a character you just are unlocking stuff for that character that's cool yeah it's it's really cool and and playing online also gets you mastery stuff okay which in the previous game they didn't reward online like you didn't get anything playing online yeah which was one of the frustrating things remember we were i was like setting ai uh ai versions of the characters to grind the towers for me so i could get gear and coins to go spend (laughs) in the crypt like it was goofy how it worked for mk11 yeah so mortal kombat 1 like you unlock gear for your character by mastering it, and then all the seasonal stuff is just in that invasions mode, where you can like unlock the seasonal skins, and you get currency, like seasonal currency that you can just go to the menu and buy whatever okay seasonal gear you want for that specific character that you want to buy it for. Yeah, and they give you a lot of. They give you a lot of currency, so you can buy a lot of stuff. It's really, it's it's kind of nice. And then the fights are basically the Living Towers fights with like the modifiers. You know how like the ground would turn to lava, yep. or so yep. it's all it's all that stuff. Um, it just is on this node thing now. Yeah. 
So you get you get good experience for your characters in terms of like the mastery thing. And like you're unlocking pretty good stuff. Like you unlock brutalities and intros. Okay. Not you're not doing intros anymore. They don't they don't have that yet. Um but you, and you're also unlocking for your cameos. The cameos have a mastery too. So they have skins and brutalities and all that stuff. So it's a really it's a cool way to like just see what's in the game. Like I'm doing the brutalities in the in the um invasion fights instead of like doing them online and trying to get them. Like you get more XP for doing the brutalities and the fatality finishers and all that stuff. So it's kind of nice. Uh, as a way to unlock stuff, you know. What yeah, I mean? it actually sounds appealing. Okay, so here's my here's my caveats. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's not enough variety in the mm. invasions board. They have test your mites. Yeah. They have like a weird bullet hell thing that you dodge, which is like okay. really bad. They had to spend ten seconds to make that and put it in there. <laughs> I've seen videos online where if the person just stands still and lets the bullets hit them, like you have enough health that it'll just the timer just goes out and you win. Anyway. Perfect, perfect. And then the way you move around on the board is like node to node, so it's yeah. really slow. Hmm. And there's like split pathways on the board, and once you like once you go past a pathway. Um, you might have to come back, like backtrack to the pathway. You know what I mean? But there's no way to know which pathways you've gone past or not because there's no map. So you might get to the <laughs> end of the board, and you're like, "Well," and and if you want to run around, there's random encounters. So if you've cleared the whole board uh. and you're running around still, it'll like ping you for fights. Still, you have to like buy an item. Which you have plenty of, of of currency to buy the item anyway, but you have to buy like an item so you don't get ambushed. Okay. So so, like in terms of like moving around in that mode, it's just it's not respectful of your time at all. Right. right. And it's one fight. It's one round fights. So okay. like you you move to the node. It tells you the fight. You click A on the fight. It loads into the fight. It takes you ten seconds to do the fight. You get the wind screen. It shows you your XP. It loads out of the fight. Like it's it just, just not snappy. It's yeah. just not. And and that's a problem with the game in general. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is snappy. I think you know I'm playing on PC and I've seen that the PC is like not optimized very well, so that could be part of it. Yeah, I mean mine's crashed a couple. But of I've times. watched a lot of footage of people playing on PS5 and it it just they didn't make a snappy game. Like it's yeah it's doing menus a lot you know what i mean yeah it's and so a that, bummer that's frustrating and like I, I would recommend you try it like it's a good way to see the game oh, I'm, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna try it yeah i know you don't have the patience to mess yeah, with this for not. too long no <laughs> i know you don't have the patience no so there's there's all that and then like the big thing about the game is cameo system which, yeah. like, like you said, I think it's really cool as a way to get characters into the game. Um, what I think is kind of funny about it is that it f- doesn't feel intuitive to use at all. And every character has three cameo moves. 
and they're like different types of moves. They they go over them in the tutorial. Like one move's called an ambush move, and one move like yeah, you know, you know, there's different functions for for what the moves do. So what that means is like you can't always just call. Like it doesn't work if you hit the the cameo button whenever. Like some moves you have to be in neutral standing still. Some moves you can like cancel from a string into that move. I was not sure how it worked at all after doing the tutorial. <laughs> and so it's really confusing because like Yeah. Because you gotta know, you almost have to like press start and look at the at the ca- at the character and and then read, because it's not like it's not like the ambush move is the same for every character. Like right. they they differentiated a lot between like these cameo characters do different things. Yeah, and like one character might have three ambush moves, which are the ones that you can just call any time, uh-huh. and like you can control your character while the cameo comes out, and then. Other ones might only have one ambush move. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Some cameos you call, and then your character like does a pose while the the other person's on screen, and like they're they're posing the whole time they're on screen, and then the character comes out and does their thing, and then they run away, and then you can you can control again. Yeah. And so it's like it's really it's a tra- it's a training mode. You got to go to training mode. Yeah, to, I was just to, thinking that to, to incorporate, like really understand how they work. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to do. Um, it's just really hard to do in a match, mm-hmm. and so that's fine with me. Like I, you know, I enjoy the puzzle of like making things work a little bit, anyways. But like mm-hmm. in terms of like a casual audience, like I don't, I don't. It doesn't know add how, anything. <laughs> well, it's not that it doesn't add anything. I just don't see casuals grasping that in a way that is um like really good you know what i mean they're gonna yeah so we'll have i mean i don't know because my perspective is mine my biased like fgc perspective do you know what i mean yeah And, and, and and maybe i'm i'm downplaying gamers abilities to figure systems out like they might be able to to grok that in a way that I I'm struggling with because I'm mm-hmm. not used to that type of game. But like for me, it's been very unintuitive. And so I've kind of stuck with the same cameo and the same fighter. Like I've been using Scorpion and Cyrax for most of the the yeah. single player stuff I've had just to try and goof around a little bit. Yeah. And so the other side of that though is that they went so crazy on the cameo designs that like it's almost like they are encouraging you to break the game with your assist moves and like some of the stuff that you can do is like crazy yeah they're kind of just like saying you know what everything's just have at it and so like the the resulting game like from people that are understanding like how to use the stuff is like real crazy like they're getting 50% 50% combos really like easy like easy yeah 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 hmm. which you know I think is intimidating also intimidating to newer players because if I don't understand how to use this thing and then I go online and I get comboed 25 hits for 40 seconds yeah because like, it's really frustrating how combos work in these games yeah it's like uh well you just got what I mean is you got to watch yourself get comboed yep 
Yeah. So so that's like a whole thing, a whole barrier to entry, I think, in and of itself. So yeah. time will tell whether that's like I don't I don't know how the casual audience will deal with it. I've seen like a lot of opinions where like people don't like this game as much as they liked MK11. Mm. Like on on the casual side of things. Competitively, everyone loves it. Yeah, well that's good. Um I mean immediately the the lack of like not single player content, I totally would get casuals not being as into it because we talked about it with 11 and how I really liked all the single player stuff in 11. And that's primarily what I played. Those games are just, they have, it's one, it's probably one of the fighting games that has a casual audience. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting to kind of, it's weird for them to serve, not serve them, not really serve them anymore. Yeah. Um, which like, so kind of to cap all that off, you know, Ed Boon, who's the creator of Mortal Kombat, he's been outward saying that, you know, this is just the beginning. This is just the foundation. Like, right. they're going to build on this. And, like, I could see, like, with the invasions mode and with the way, like, the game works, I could see them adding a ton of different things into it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and like, I think they will. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't doubt that there may be uh, puzzle combat and different things that end up in the... Right. And so, it, like, once it's fleshed out, it could be a lot more fun to engage with some of that single-player content. But yeah. it's just a little bit weird to me that they took the longest... They took the longest time they've ever taken between games. Yeah. And then came out with a game that on the surface feels a little bit more bare bones than their last couple of releases. You know what I yeah, mean? That's true and like, too. Yeah. I wonder like, what were they doing? Yeah. Making like, all those cameo characters. Well, maybe, but I mean like the cameo characters have three moves, which they, they did in the variations systems for MK, like they had every character had like 50 moves in MK11. Remember, you had to select which moves each character yeah. could do. Yeah, it's so like it's it's not that I guess I'm I, thinking like, um, how many so I haven't even looked at the character select screen. <laughs> uh, how many characters are there, and then how many cameo characters are there? It's 23 characters, okay, and cameos is like 16, maybe more oh. than that. So, I mean, they have to, I guess, in terms of game design, like, they might only have three moves each or whatever, but they still have to model all of them. Model it. And they still have to interact with all of the other characters, you know? So, like, they're they're kind of, I could see... There's a lot of animation to do, you mean? Yeah, I could see a lot of time getting sucked up there, They do mocap for all that stuff. But like yeah. it's not it's what I'm what I'm getting at with that is it's it's not more than another Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. Like it's not more than the 2 year cycle would have had between like especially if they had all the yeah. I don't know. So I'm what I'm wondering is if they got something else in the uh if they got something else in the um like are they going to surprise drop an injustice or like a Marvel game or something? Oh. Or, are they like? Are they, oh. were they? Did they spend four years on this? Because it just feels right. Unless they're unless they're holding content to drip feed. It's very possible. Like the release of the content. game. 
Yeah. I'll tell you, they already released the uh, like DLC Season 1. Uh-huh. has Quan Chi and Ermac in it. And mm-hmm. those characters are in the story mode. Like, as at, like already fighting in the story mode. Which, like to me, I don't think that's a good look. No, I um I already saw like right. I was looking at the DLC right now because I kept seeing it like displayed to me. Like, yeah. there's already a bunch of cameo characters, right? That are held back. Uh, no, you will un- you unlock those. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you have to unlock you have to unlock one regular character and like. F- six or seven cameo characters or something like that okay so you'll get those just by the only the only person that's gated from money from someone who doesn't pay it'll be shang sung he was the pre-order um the pre-order character okay so shang sung's a cameo character he's not even in the game like no he's a... the he is he's in the game that's what oh. i'm saying okay yeah it's it's different, um, and I and yeah, I totally. When you say it's been four years, it is kind of hard to believe that it's this is the result of four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did they they had said they were going to do more support than they usually do for MK11, and they did like a little mini expansion at the end of that game. Remember MK Aftermath? That's right, yeah. So they mm-hmm. did add like an extra season with that game, but it's been it's still been two years since anything from them. And right, I think I have seen some general disappointment from people who aren't who aren't strictly grinding online, uh, grinding the game online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does it? How does it work online now? Did they do an uh, like a ranking system? So, online has Combat League, which is what was in MK11, which is uh-huh. kind of a good. Uh, I think it's a good way to do ranked mode. Um, it's seasonal, where yeah. like you it resets all the time, and then like the rewards you earn are unique to that uh, that season. So like you can kind of show off like it's like trophies you can. Like put a, put on your title card or dress your character in, and so that's kind of neat. However, the online functionality of Street Fighter Six blows this game out of the water, <laughs> and that's a shame. That is a shame. When yeah. you, you when you queue ranked, um, you just have to queue from the menu, and then you just have to stare at the menu while it while it queues for you. You it can't even go into training. Nope. Nope. Oh, that seems crazy. You can't queue. Um, there's no filter, so like it just gives you a match, and and then like if they got crappy, if they got crappy Wi-Fi, you're playing crappy Wi-Fi. Yikes! It's best of three. Oh, uh, no, not best of three. It's first to three. First to three. Yeah. In in. The damage is really high if you can do good combos, but like these matches take long, bro. Right. Like it yeah. ain't it ain't thirteen second rounds like Street Fighter Six. Like <laughs> three matches is like a long time. Yeah, and that is a long no, time. There's no there's no option to quit out unless you lose. 
So like if I if I get matched with Laggy Scorpion, and I beat Laggy Scorpion, and he hits rematch, I'm stuck in the rematch. Unless oh my I, god! Really? Unless I throw the game, and then quit out. Oh weird. And let me tell you that the netcode at launch is not great. Really? Like there's a lot of lag. There's a lot of lag. Why the game cannot handle Wi-Fi good at all? And um, and you can't say like don't match me with Wi-Fi. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, all of that, and, like, just in and out of the matches, it's, like, slow, man. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, connects you. It just feels like, it feels like last gen. Yeah, it's got like to lo- load all those crazy detailed character faces and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's just, like, sluggish in between. Yeah. And, like, you know, it gives you the windscreen, and then you click rematch. And, like, even, like, you know, Street Fighter, like, you're playing before you can even think like three two one fight and you're like already playing again do you know what i mean yeah. you're just like smacking the remap this is like you know it does the intros again and <laughs> it's just like whew. it's like a little it's just jarring um after street after fighter the, yeah, yeah yeah and so that kind of stinks there's no like lobby system or anything they don't have any like room where you can all like friends can queue together there's like a king of the hill mode which is like the winner stays on thing that they had in like Injustice. Remember you can't you can't card? do lobbies with other with friends. Nope, not yet. Not what in the game? It has casual matches where you like you would do a private match like one on one. Yeah, it has, it has King of the Hill, which is like it's it's a lobby essentially, huh. but it's like one person stays on and everyone kind of like waits it in fo- line. It forces the yeah. You like like. Oh, and only one match can play at King right. of the Hill. Like, so if there's right. eight people in there, everybody's waiting except for the one match. You know what I mean? Right. And then yeah. it has it has Combat League. Dang. And so that's been poo-pooed a little bit. Right. And so, like, I jumped online this morning because I wanted to get some online in before we talked about it. Uh-huh. Second, second match I get queued, uh, queued with. Yeah, um, my combat card says zero and three because I lost my first three to the the first guy. So my yeah. card says zero and three. This guy's like twenty and twenty two or something like that. <laughs> teabagging instantly, yeah. teabagging all over the place. Nice. I'm like, man, like just it's online Mortal Kombat. It's just the, Mortal Kombat attracts degenerates. Yeah, it's funny because like you know that meme of like. Oh, this person would have never lasted in the Xbox 360 era of Call of Duty, where they're like talking about how people used to talk crap all the time on. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, that that experience absolutely still exists on Mortal Kombat, which yeah. forces your mic. Like you, you have the ability to turn it off. You can actually turn it off now. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yep. Yeah. So, but like I've seen so many videos of people just dropping n bombs and everything else. And, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just the the scum of the earth playing yeah, video games. It, yep, it, the the goriest, most hyper violent video game attracts the lowest denominator. So it's just it's funny because like people aren't good. The people that act like that aren't good. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like don't know how to like anti air or right or 
not do an unsafe move. They're just like spamming spear, scorpion spear over there, and they think they're <laughs> they're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like so dumb. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm kind, I'm like I think the game's a lot of fun. Like I I've, I've basically just complained about it for 45 minutes, but I like do I do think the cameo system's a lot of fun and I'm I look forward to playing it with friends. Like because I think like goofing around with it will be more fun than like trying to sweat it out, you know. Yeah, I uh I would totally be more interested in playing this game as a like we're just fucking around. Yeah. Like I yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm down for that for sure. Yeah, because yeah. all that being said, it does look really nice. It has the best. It does look really in, nice. It has the best environments I've ever seen in a game in a, in a fighting game. Mm. Like the stages are so cool, and they did like A and B versions of each stage. Oh, so like okay. some are some are like daytime and nighttime, or like yeah. storm and not storm, or like wrecked city and nice city and cool. Um, it's like you know just watching the game online like it's like i i don't i don't know that i've ever seen the same same stage twice yet so like that's kind of a cool thing that is cool and yeah i feel like the music is also a an a pretty good upgrade um in terms of mk mk over mk11 which i didn't think had great music yeah cool and another thing they did that's kind of fun is uh they kind of did like 3d era um like it's the, a lot of the characters are from the 3D era of Mortal Kombat. So like, the bad oh. guys are Shang Tsung and Quan Chi, like the Deadly Alliance. Yeah. And um, they have like, you know, all, all the all the characters, probably the ones that you wouldn't recognize. Those are all like like Ashra and uh, I mean I played Tara, yeah, and Havoc, and uh, like those guys are all 3D era. Um, I mean I played all of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just probably won't remember them. I really liked Deadly Alliance and Deception. Oh yeah, me too. And me too. um, what was what came after Deception? Was that Verse DC? Uh, Deadly Alliance was five. Deception would have been six. Yeah. So DC was, was eight. Yeah. What was seven? Seven was the one that I didn't play. It's like. It's not Armageddon. Oh yeah, I don't think I. I don't know if I played that one either. Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, it is Armageddon. Actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember playing that one at all. Because it was like a. It was like. It was like they combined Deception and Deadly Alliance. It was just like a 3D, uh, super game kind of a little. Okay. Bit. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't play four a lot either. Those are four. And I seven played. Four, are the two I played that four I a lot. That I didn't play that much. Yeah, I remember playing four a lot. What was four called? It was just Mortal Kombat four. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, because it was on N64. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like Shinnok. Kind of. It was 3D-ish. the first time Shinnok and Quan Chi yeah. were around. I think. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm you. You bought it for me for the listeners' information. Thank you. I'm. I am looking forward to continuing the story because I do the like story's the story good. modes a lot. I think the story's better than the last game. Cool. Um, I think Johnny Cage is kind of cringy. 
He is weird, yeah. And, like, I feel... I don't know. I don't want to color your opinion. I feel a little bit disappointed with some of the redesigns. I feel like they could have went a little harder on... Uh, they did... They, like, didn't redesign. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think some, some backstory is cool. Like, they give, like, Baraka and Reptile like some cool agency but then like scorpion and sub-zero are like the same scorpion and sub-zero as they've always been johnny cage is the exact same like literally the exact same right um and then some of the 3d era characters like they're basically not characters they're just there which is (laughs) fine yeah yeah we'll see i'm definitely gonna keep keep going and i and i actually i said i wouldn't play online I still probably won't, but I'm like kind of curious because, like, just to not take it seriously. I got I got smoked. So and like, yeah. the neutral is just so weird, bro. It's like the the that's the other thing with with um you know you talked about MK's combos being kind of weird. They feel weird. Yeah. They they in terms of like uh, designing for casual versus designing for competitive. They have like shortened the amount of strings that each character has every game since MKX. Yeah. Again, MKX you can like pick up the controller and just press square square triangle, triangle circle square. And like those are all com- it'll, it'll, everything will be a combo. And so like you can you can do stuff like yeah. even if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And then like once they got to MK11, they took away some of those strings because they wanted like you to do okay, this string is a launcher, this string is low starter, this string is the mix up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like there's more utility to things, but then like if you don't know the you just kind of it feels you really just smash. stiff. And then this game, they took even more strings away because they have the cameos. Right. And the other thing that they did in this game is like if you if you if you mash it all, like if you press, if your if your string is square, triangle, circle, and you start your combo with square, square, like if you're just mashing square to up. start the combo, it, it nothing else will come out. Yeah, like it, it it completely. I so already ha- noticed that you have to be so deliberate on square, triangle, circle, and then input forward, back, square, and if if you don't hit those exact buttons, then it doesn't it does it doesn't give you anything. It like yeah. eats your inputs. Yeah. And so like I don't know that it's a bad thing. It just is very like it's you gotta so know, different. You got to know what you're pressing. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and I advocate for that anyways. Like but you know, and, and the way another fighting game works is like you know, a a jab, let's say, is 4 frames. Like yeah, when you it's hit based that on, Yeah. When you hit that button Anything that you press in the next four frames doesn't matter essentially because your character is animating right. that four frames. Like Mortal Kombat does not work like that. No. Like your <laughs> your your fastest button is like ten frames, and so it wants you to input like the entire string like before that that ten frames is right. is up. So it's really weird. You like have to know what you're you pressing have, before you press it. Kind of you have to know the character more right away than i feel like you do in anything else and it's like i i i totally felt that immediately like i i was messing around in story mode i was like i'm just gonna like press buttons and see what combos like i'm gonna try to experiment and not look it up 
And it's like, you can't do that. You actually are just supposed to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if it doesn't combo, then nothing happens, and it's just... Yeah, you're just jabbing. You're just sitting yeah, there it's jabbing. Just, yeah, it's, like, not exciting, kind of. It's just, like... Yeah. Yeah, so... I think I, the cameo makes that harder because, like, you know, you call the cameo with whatever your, your trigger button is. Uh-huh. Like, if you don't press a direction, it does one move. But if you press... F- like forward or back and the trigger it does a different move and and not pressing a direction will be the one that maybe you can do with a combo but but holding forward is going to be the one that you have to call when you're like laying on the ground or whatever and so Mm -hmm. like you know you're doing you're in the middle of a combo you like might be holding forward when you're doing your combo and then you hit that you hit that trigger button to try and call your assist nothing happens yeah <laughs> I and mean, you just get hit because your guy didn't come out it's like oh man it's br- it's kind of brutal with how yeah it, how it works like you really gotta know yeah um so like i it's i don't know if that's bad like i, I guess i would advocate for you know I precise don't need, i don't yeah precision is knowing what thing. you're pressing yeah but yeah. it's funny because complaints about street fighter 6 were it's too lenient like you're getting accidental in accidental supers all the time because the game engine is interpreting uh-huh. things as super and like more combat is like not lenient enough. So we not need like yeah. the, we need the happy medium between those two games. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny. But I'm excited to play. I'm I'm not done with Street Fighter Six. Aki comes out tomorrow. Actually. Yeah. No, I'm not done with Street Fighter at all. Um, I just kind of slowed on it because. I need to, <laughs> I think, a little. Yeah. Um, Too much boiling red rage. You're walking around with. No, it. actually, at this point. Um, Have you learned to control the salt? It's it's not even controlling it. It's just more like, I'm not having fun, so I'm gonna stop playing. Yeah. And that and that's kind of why I've slowed on it a bit is because like. Um, I want to experiment with some other characters, but like at the same time, I just want to keep getting better with Marissa. Yeah, it's, and, al- it's always the conundrum. Thing. Yeah, and so like when I when I start playing, I don't even think about doing anything else. I immediately go into ranked with Marissa, and like if it, if things are just going south, if I my rule is if I lose three, I'm done. No matter what, <laughs> if I yeah. lose three, I'm done. Um. And like sometimes three that's three, three in, a in a row. Huh? Like three total or just three in a row? Three total. Because oh, wow. I, I thought I read somebody's um thing on the subreddit, this this uh advice I thought was actually really good. It was like it was like if you get mad at this game, just set a really set a low ha- goal. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you hit it, then you should stop playing, and basically mine is if I lose three in a row, I'm just going to stop playing. And then if I'm still, like, if I'm doing okay and I'm winning and losing, I'm still going to say after I lose three, I'm done. Because that means I still made progress if I, like, won a few in between there and still mm-hmm. got three like three losses. Like, then I still made some progress. Whereas if I lose three in a row, I'm certainly not continuing to play because I'm just not having fun at that yeah. point. So. Um, I've seen screenshots. I don't know if it's real because I think it's only master rank. 
but there's screenshots that say you've lost like this many points this session. Are you sure you want to keep playing? You should That's probably funny. take a break because yeah. you're not playing good. That's funny. So I don't know if someone like made that and it's just been passed around like as a meme or if like that the game actually has that as a I as don't a, know. Yeah, so I don't know. They they added um they added an ELO based uh mode to the highest rank called called master rate yeah and uh it's funny that you're talking about like i gotta quit at three is because people are sweating them master rate points like real hard because it it's like ranks you know it's ranking people now by the number of master rate points they have right and like at the end of the season it's gonna award like the top 500 people with like a legend rank yeah and so people are like really like it, it's funny just to see the yeah you know. i mean maybe if i was master and worried about getting my legend status i would play more than three in a row but yeah well your three in a row rule would work good because then you're not gonna keep losing just you're kill not gonna it keep hemorrhaging mm-hmm. points. That's, that's, what I, that's what i was getting at with that gotcha yeah so yeah yeah, yeah i mean i'll still keep playing it but and I got this sick new razor leverless, so <laughs> I got to justify this purchase. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to. It's a. It's a. It's I'll a use it. One. I'll use it for Tekken. Maybe. Actually, I don't know if fist. I want to. Right. I don't know why you would. I like. I like Tekken. I like everything on a stick. If I can use a stick. Well, isn't there something weird about how leverless doesn't work great with Tekken because of the stick having to go back to neutral or something in combos am i crazy am i making that up um i've never heard that okay. i don't know but like you could it could, you could still return to neutral by letting go the buttons yeah and actually there, I, actually i've seen the socd do you know what that is yeah i've isn't seen that, like when you press I'm, two buttons it gives you SOCD is when you press two directional buttons, it gives you a uh, neutral or a different. Oh. And so you can use those shortcuts to actually do better with. Um, gotcha. That's probably what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. Street Fighter had a lot of those. It's actually, I should start sending you and maybe it'll help you. But I think that Capcom like released a thing that said we don't want some of these inputs in the game anymore. So like some of the shortcuts you used to be able to do in SFV, they got yeah. rid of like right at the end of the game. So it's like weird stuff where like you can hold like down forward and press like back back and then that'll give you like a super input or something. Oh, that is weird. Like the way the SOCD, like the way the game engine interprets your button presses if you're uh-huh. holding two buttons at the same time, like you can kind of cheat the system a little bit and Oh, okay. Like you, you should look up. Hitbox has a ton of tutorial videos where it's like slow does slow motion on how to how to do some of that stuff, hmm. and it it's all designed to help you be more precise and help you uh, like clean your inputs up and stuff like that. Hmm. Instead of actually trying to like do the full motion all the time for yeah, because there's short there's shortcuts on stick too. For different right. things. Yeah. So it's not like it's cheating or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I want the end of this episode to be the Resident Evil 4 
Okay, that's song. a good point. Yeah, Resident <laughs> Evil 4 outro. Writing it down, and then you'll hear nice. it right after this. <laughs> it's getting, you're going to be like, oh, man, I feel so good about myself. The dark cloud has risen. Yeah. I'm sailing off into the sunset on a jet ski. <laughs> With sailing the president's off into the daughter in tow. After listening to the Whiff Punish Games cast. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, I don't I don't know what's coming up next at all, as usual. Um, Maybe I'll play Armored Core. Nick, you kind of stole it. On you me. should. It's really good. Everybody should play that game. Spider-Man 2? I definitely won't be playing that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, like, thinking about it, but I don't know. Yeah. I want to get... I kind of, like, I'll, don't want to play big story games for a little bit. Yeah. I'll definitely play more Baldur's Gate. Um, I want to get around to the System Shock remake. I'm looking at games that I wrote down that are still that came out this year. Um, since I finished Black Mesa, I like kind of want to check out that System Shock remake a lot now. Um, we can do a little bit of uh, Mortal Kombat story. Oh yeah, story once you once that. you finish that on the next uh, on the next episode, I mean, probably yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this one. Until next time, keep playing games. <laughs> Peace. Then you hear a voice inside you say